There's no rules! Shoot a lower score! There's one rule! Uh, where? Why am I? St why am I starting? This is actually kind of funny because this used to happen all the time when we started podcasts. But like, well, you, welcome to the Champions Play. Why don't you, yeah, why don't you, why don't you try and give the <laughs> give it a go, Scott? Welcome to the big show. Um, <laughs> that's my best uh, big radio voice, if well, you will. Well, welcome back to the Champions Playbook. If it's not obvious already, yeah, yeah. So we're we're here in the studio <laughs> here at Franklin Bridge. Wow, what a great intro. Um, yeah, we're here in the studio at Franklin Bridge, and uh, it's been a good night so far. We just recorded a really good podcast. Um, I went out and played some speed golf here at the at the bridge. You'll want to listen to that night. one. If you that, was a, that was a really good one. We just kind of talked about how getting out of your own way is sometimes the way through. So that was a, that was a really good episode. Um, and we talked about some of the awesome things that we have going. We're not going to waste seven minutes like we did in the first episode talking, but uh, just some really awesome things coming out of Franklin Bridge Performance Institute. Uh, we have our Cracking the Code class already lined up. Um, doubled the size of doubled it. Doubled the size of it. All three of Scott's books are on Amazon. you got the Champions Playbook. You have Golf Decoded. And then you have the Practice Notebook that yeah, he's it's just put out as well. the Golfer's Playbook. The Golfer's Playbook. There you go. Uh, so we got that coming down the line. Uh, this video will be on YouTube. You can click the show notes down below to go ahead and watch that video uh, or this video that you're currently listening to. And then uh, we just got some awesome things coming down the line. We're potentially expanding to TikTok soon, which yep. that's exciting. Um, we are going to be posting all of our episodes on YouTube as well. Um, and just I know we've tried to do that in the past, but we've actually we're actually getting the bandwidth where um, we're able to do that. So Scott's yeah. had some awesome people come on board recently, which hopefully is going to help you guys um, really start to improve your game even more. So we won't touch too much on it. We'll jump into what we're talking about today, but just stay tuned for all of those resources. Make sure that you like us and give us a rating. Uh, if you're on Spotify, that looks like a follow and a thumbs up. If you are on uh, Apple Music, please scroll down to the bottom, take a pause right now, and rate the show five stars, and then leave us an actual review. So we're in the top 25% of all podcasts. In the world. In every the world, podcast, every topic. Which is amazing. Everything. We've never had to, we've never been able to do that. And then uh, we're also number 78. When and maybe by the time you're listening to this, it will be... Jumped up, yeah. But uh, of all golf podcasts, is that correct? Yep. yep. So yep. Uh, we had somebody dive into our statistics, which is pretty cool. So thank all of you for listening to the Champions Playbook. So that wasn't bad. Thank you. 245, 2 minutes, 45 seconds. That was a little better. That was a little better. But we had a lot of stuff to bring up last yeah. episode. So. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, if, you uh, have a, if you want to know a little bit more in detail, go listen to that last podcast. The, the worst student I ever had... That's the that's what we're going with. Oh yeah. Um, uh, bef before we dive into the specific, <laughs> let's, this specific person. Let's set some ground rules here. <laughs> uh, first is I'm not going to name this person. Second, um, I will say it's a it's a it's a guy. So and they're not in the state. They're not in the state, at least that I'm aware of. Cool. And I can tell you what state they're from. So, I teach people from all over the. So those of you who have had a so. lesson at Franklin Bridge, you're in the clear. You can take a deep breath. You are you are in the clear. It's <laughs> nobody here. Uh, I've had some bad ones here. Uh, I have had that. So don't. Careful. Maybe, it might maybe be don't you. take too big of a breath. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, you know, I always like this is going to be kind of a fun one and a funny one. Yeah. Um, but you know me, I'm always like pushing the serious side too. Like that's a part of who I am. So like. When you're listening to this, like, I want you to try and 
hear parts of this that you fall into. Because mm. we all have certain traits that we tend to yeah. pull into, right? Um, and I'm going to give you a couple of like like top three or top five. I haven't decided whether I'm going to go to five or three. Uh, things that make people bad students. Um, and you'll see this applies to other things as well. The first one is, and this is just a simple one, like... Why don't we say, like, so you're going to say top three or top five, uh-huh. bad traits. Yep. Why don't, and and the, uh, the inverse could be incredibly obvious, but why don't we also say, okay, if you are one of these people, how can you be better? Okay, that's fair. I can, I can do that. Um, so the first one is the person that never practices. Okay, <laughs> like... I don't care whether you're doing taking guitar lessons, taking tennis lessons, taking golf lessons, whatever. Going to a counselor and getting advice from your therapist. Like, you got to do the stuff. So, like, just practice. Be like, well, you know, I just I just run into this and run into that. Before you commit to taking a lesson in anything or getting better at anything, make a commitment to your time. Like, that's one of the first questions I ask people, especially if they're adults who I know like have a full-time job. Like, how many hours realistically can you give me every week? How many days can you realis- realistically go? And uh, I actually had a guy today. He said, I practice one time a week. Cool. That's fine. Uh, but I need to know that because that affects what we do and how much I can give you. I can't, Sorry, I can't push you as hard. I just can't. It's not going to happen. Well, it also relates back to our last podcast that we did about being intentional with your time as well. Yeah. And so then I can help him set up his time better. I'm actually going to be a little pickier about what that guy does in his practice than I am with some other students because I know I've only got I've only got to decide one day for him. That's easy. Uh, Well, and also, too, we've always we've talked about how one bad swing it takes how many swings to it's three to five so three to five to yeah. uh cancel out the one bad right that's so correct if you're only practicing once a week there's less opportunities for you to then put in those those new good reps that's correct so you've got to be even more intentional with that time um so that's one that's that's an easy one everybody knows that one two <laughs> uh is somebody who comes at it with their own opinion, like, I, you know, I know I do this and I know I do that. It's like, uh, it's like, no, show up and shut up. I thought it was really strong. <laughs> I was super show strong. up and shut up. Show up you. and shut up. Like, <clears throat> I don't mean shut up in the sense of like, don't tell me what you want to work on. Just don't tell me what's wrong. Tell me what you feel. I'm totally fine with that. Well, I feel like, I feel like this gets off or that gets off. Um, don't tell me what it is you think you need to work on, All right? Like, and Dude. don't don't tell me your short game's good if you're shooting in the '80s or '90s. It don't show me your short game's good because <laughs> it's not. Okay, let's just let's just be honest here. Like, like that's that's step number one. Just shut up. Let me, as the professional who's been doing it for a long time, tell you where you're really at. I've witnessed probably it, it, this is not just a one-time thing. I've probably witnessed five to ten of your lessons. Where the person will will come in and they'll be like, "Wow, man, I'm just, you know, I'm too, I'm too steep here, and I'm not getting enough rotation, and I feel like, you know, I'm just like, I'm all." And it's like, oh, just show up and shut up, man. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to prove to me that you know what yeah. you're doing. Scott's gonna fix it in about five minutes yeah. if you'll just shut up. Like, you're wasting time here, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasting breath. But you know, I, I get that some people want a dialogue and they need a dialogue, but don't tell, like, don't come in with I. 
I need to be better at this. Like, I need to hit it more in the center of the face. I need to lag it more. Uh, you know, I need more rotation. Like, what you're going to do is you're going to already take whoever you're going to see. You're going to take their attention into places that they may not need to go at all. And in most cases, you want an unbiased look at your game. You're going to come at it with bias. You want an unbiased opinion, which is why things like in medicine, like MRIs, x-rays, things like that. Sorry, like this is what in blood work. Here's here's the reality of your situation. Yeah. Like it, I think sometimes the hardest job is actually the doctor telling people what where they're actually at. Yeah. It's like, oh, gosh, I don't want to hear that. And for you, too, when you're out there and, and um, you know, people are saying these things, if there's anything that I've learned from your teaching style is that, uh, and specifically I remember this one example where this guy was standing way too close to the ball. And we were just kind of dialoguing on the side while on the side while he was uh, hitting some balls. And I'm like, dude, he's standing way too close to the ball. And, and there's just certain elements to the golf swing that are then catalysts to fix something that it is a problem, but it is not the, the sole focus of where we need to be. Yeah. And that's something that I think has been really interesting for me to watch your teaching where people are like, okay, I need to fix A, B, and C. Well, it's like, all right, no, we're going to fix X, Y, and Z, and it will fix A, B, and C later. Right. Right. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to add anything to that. That's great. <laughs> um, it's, uh, cause I'll go down a tangent if I, yes, if will. I open that one up. Yes, you will. Um, <laughs> the, the third element is the person who hits a good shot and goes, Oh, that felt good. All right. Anytime you hit a ball in the center of the club face, it feels good. All right. It feels awesome. It's one of the things that makes us all come back. Right. Like oh, I felt good. And then I asked him like, so did you feel like the motion was correct? Well, I felt really solid. What'd you feel like you did there? I don't know. I just felt like I hit it really solid. Oh, we can't change that way. Like nobody changes that way. You know, it'd be a great because you can swing wrong and hit that shot. If you were, if you were a uh, uh, an arrogant teacher, man, the the best comeback that I would have for that was like, well, man, I, I can't fix, I can't fix it. Feels solid. So tell me what you feel. Like, yeah, yeah, like. The person who can't feel anything because they're so focused on, ah, oh, I hit it solid. Um, and that that person is so totally focused on the wrong thing. They're totally focused on outcome. They're not focused at all on their body. Like, you can't change if you're not focused on the thing that causes the ball to change. The thing that causes the ball to change is the club does something different. The thing that causes the club to do something different is you do something different. Like, the... <laughs> Ah, uh, you ready? You ready for the next one? What was it gonna? What's the improvement for that one? I mean, the improvement is is uh, sit down and shut up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Show up and shut up. Show up and shut up. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, the this next one is is an interesting one. Is um the person that takes what's been given and they add to it and they add the clutter of what they're going to work on. I got an email from another, from a guy the other day. So I follow up with every single, yeah. Give me, give me an example for this one. Um, I follow up with this, uh, with people every seven days after their lesson and just give them a chance to kind of ask questions, give me feedback. Like I want to, I genuinely care about what's going on. Like I want to know, I don't want to be like the other, most of the golf instruction world or any sort of instruction world. It's not just golf. Like, it's like, okay, you show up, got your thing, go and do your thing, and we'll see you again in several weeks. And uh, this guy sent me a message. It's like, you know, I know I got to keep my head still. I know I got to keep my, <laughs> I know I got to keep my legs still. Um, 
you know, I'm lifting my head, you know, I know I'm swinging too hard. I literally gave him one thing to do, okay? I said, I want you to, like, we're just going to turn your right palm to the ground going to the finish, hitting these beautiful little draws every time. And then he hits the batter. He's like, yeah, I didn't keep my head down. I was like, we're not even working on that. What is wrong? Like, I got my mouth really far away from the, the microphone. microphone. What is wrong with, like, that is not at all what I gave you to do. This is a vent episode for me. Can you tell? No, this is therapy. <laughs> this isn't a podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> No, but like people do that because they still have in their head that they have to fix that thing. No, you don't. If I don't give it to you, I've been doing this for a long time and I fix golf swings really fast. All right. I'm giving you that one thing because that's the only thing that you need to work on because I see how everything else is tied together. I can't wait for you to see the evaluation that we're doing for people in cracking the code because um, it's like Elijah's doing just straight data collection off the GC quad. And, like, it's a beautiful form to put it all in. So you get to see everything there. Be like, well, I need another one. No, 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 you're not going to get another one. You're going to hit five with this club. I don't care how bad the five are. Well, I topped the first one because I'm not warmed up. I don't care. Like, I want what's real. And then once Elijah's done with that, it comes to me. And it's it's a 14-page eval. Every single position, I detail out what I see in every spot in that golf swing it's gonna be i'm so excited about it because i'm probably going to see things i don't always see because i'm taking a much deeper look but it's like this is what i'm seeing all the time this like, is so uh, stop telling me what you think you need to do because you don't know right like you just don't this is also going to be a fun off season because of the utilization that we can do with the studio and now the data that we can collect from the quad right. and so just speaking on that data piece a little bit too if somebody's like oh just give me another one it's like all right well don't you want to see the improvement next week? So it's not about the five that you're putting down. It's like, right. all right, we're trying to see trends right. over time. So if you if you don't give us this right now, like, or if you hit another one now, it's going to totally taint your improvement in the future. Yeah. the uh, the Small last one, The last one I'll give you. I think this is five. I kind of lost track. I so what w- what was the improvement there? Is just don't. Um. Sell, honestly, here's the improvement. It's sell out. Sell out to Scott. Sell out to Scott. And we, we've talked this a lot what, of the time. One thing. If I give you one thing, do one thing. Do right. nothing else. Right. Take everything you think you know about the game. And I tell people this when I run my classes. Take everything you know about the game. Everything you think you know about the game. And obviously it's hypothetical, right? But, like, put it on a shelf. Don't touch it. And then when we're done with things, you can go back and go, okay, what do I need to keep and what do I need to throw away? Because mm-hmm. you're going to be able to keep some of it. Yeah. And some people don't need to keep any of it. Well, this is this is why you and me work so well, too. And not talking about podcasting, but about just in, in, uh, in my lessons and in the game. Yeah. Is that, like, because I don't have this, this predisposition about where I'm at and where I need to go. Like, I've just been like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. And I think that's been really valuable. But if you come in with years of experience and like have are coming to you for the first time, I, I bet it would be hard to just sit down and shut up. Yeah. So or to f- question how right. you do things. Yeah. So the first, basically the first four. Well, the first one is practice. That's just pure unintentionality. Like the next three are all about basically people coming from a prideful position. Of they know stuff, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. This last one is actually on the flip side. So I have people that are on both ends of the spectrum on this last one, on this fifth one, um, that are completely on opposite of this. But the person who comes in doesn't think they can do anything. Ah. Uh, what are you here for? Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be able to do anything for you. If you don't think you can do it, oh, you know, I just I just always struggle. Like, I just can't, I just can't ever get it good. Like, stop the I can't. Or the people who are like, I don't, I don't own this swing yet. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that's a whoa. Well, yeah. That one goes way back. That throws, You can own it right now. Yeah, why not? If you decide, why not? Yeah, you're not renting this swing now. Right. Like you, you can own it if you put it in a play. Right. You know, you, you can actually change. You actually can. Um, I'm putting this out in the, well, I'm not going to say the name, but I'm working on another book this winter because I have a team behind me to be able to do it. You need a bookshelf for in here. After I know, I know. What got going on? How many, I like writing. It's good for me. It helps me learn, actually. It's one of my ways to self-learn. Um, but it's like, if you come in here and you don't think you can do it, and like when I hop on a phone, peop- phone call with some of my college players or with a high school student or whatever, and they go, you know, I just, I just don't know what happens. I just don't know. Like, the I just don't know and I can't are all in the same family. Like, what do you mean you just don't know? And I just don't understand. And, like, I'm sorry if you're one of those people, but, like, I just don't understand that mindset because it's, like, I, you, you, it's it's a form of giving up. Like, it's a, it's a form of giving up because you're just, at Ooh. the end of the day, you're, like, th- what, what good does that do? It's the same as the guy who's like, I don't know, I just hit it solid. It's like, <laughs> there, nothing, we can't learn anything from that. And if you just say, I just don't know what happened, it's like, all right, well, then I guess I'm hanging up the phone now because if you don't know, then, like, I can't help you. Right. And so the, the catch-22 with this person is I'm really drawn to those people because I really want to help yeah, I was about to say, because you want to help, yeah. Right? So, like... I, by default, don't always pull the people that are already, like, I don't always pull out and try and seek out the ones that already have the strong mindset. Because they do. I don't, they don't need my help. Like, what What do you need my help for? I'm doing great. Go ahead. Congratulations. Or sometimes I'll just be like, hey, bro, that needs to change. Okay, sure. I'll change it. I don't care. Okay, I'll bad. I hit it for the next five swings. Um, So that's a really, like, it's both the worst student and it's in some ways my favorite student because I also like doing things that are really difficult. Trying to break that cycle in somebody is really freaking hard if they're not willing to do it. Um, and so, like, uh, there's my bad putting again. Uh, I was actually having a conversation with one of my college players about their putting. And um, I think I've got I've got almost 10 right now college players. And... Um, Oh, my putting's struggling. Okay, so what? You like what happened? Well, this is the first round I've had in a while. I haven't had a single three putt. I was like, awesome, great. And then the next round they played, they missed qualifying by one shot. It's like I just, I just didn't putt well. Like I just couldn't see anything go in. We kept talking. I let them keep dialoguing, right? And this is where I'm drawn to these people, right? Like I'm gonna make them keep dialoguing to get to the answer and actually let them see that they actually have the answer. They don't need me to answer it. They just need me to like work the way through the maze that's in their head. And <coughs> it was um, like, well, what was the difference between the first day and the second? I just couldn't see any of the lines. Like I couldn't trust anything. La la la. Like whatever was happening on the first day, like you made plenty of those putts. Why couldn't you make them again on the second day? Like you're talking so negative about them on the second day and you talk so positive about them on the first day. Like I just chose, I just trusted on the first day. Well, come to find out, this is why I don't like this. (coughs) This person made a five footer on the first hole. It's like, I just knew I was going to make them all day. I was like, well, what, 
what changes there to the next? Like, there's no change. If you had played another 18 holes right after that, you should be able to hold the same thought. I And this was the hard reality. You, what you think about, what you believe, is literally a choice. It is one of the hardest choices to make. But it is a choice that's back to intentionality we've had in both these podcasts, right? It's being intentional of actually just let the nerves distract me i was really nervous that i wasn't going to qualify and it's like actually the two rounds together are two of the lowest rounds this player had in in qualifying in college actually it was the two lowest back-to-back rounds it's like what so you had a personal best and you're here complaining about the fact that actually you just chose to have a crappy mindset the second day oh but i was nervous i was like yeah. i get that you're nervous but there's still a choice to choose that you're going to make it and believe that you're going to make it being on the other side of that too, just cause I, I really, I mean, there's definitely times where my mindset struggles, but I think in the majority of cases, I'm always trying to think forward think ahead, think to the next thing. And I just don't, man, it's just so hard. It's not that I don't have sympathy, but it's just so hard because I don't know if I, if I had that mindset where I'm like constantly smacking myself in the face after everything, like I just, I couldn't finish that round and feel like I gave it my all. I, I would I would leave that round feeling like I could have done more. And it's not that I don't feel that on my on the rounds where I have a good mindset, but it's like, all right, well, at least I didn't I didn't add strokes to my game because I had a bad attitude. Right. I can control what I think about. Right, right. Now, it's like you have yeah. thoughts that come in out of nowhere sometimes. Like all of a sudden, you'll get nervous over a certain putt that you've never been nervous over, or a tee shot you've never been nervous over. You're like, where did that come from? Like, it just came out of nowhere. But you still have the you still have control over where what goes where it goes from there. So it's uh, no, I agree with you. Like, I'm more frustrated about not being disciplined in my mind than I am about not being disciplined in hitting a bad shot. Like, I'm gonna hit bad shots. I don't care. Um, and so. You know, that's that's a really big piece for me. So uh, before I give you the worst student I ever gave a lesson to, the worst lesson ever, um, I want you to un- understand the three phases that lead you to become the world's worst putter. That's a little comedy. This is my attempt at a joke. Okay, ready? So there's three steps to the world's worst putter. The first step is I'm the world's worst putter. Okay. <clears throat> Second phase is I'm the world's worst putter. Watch, I'll show you. <laughs> okay. The third phase, and this is the best one, is I'm the world's worst putter. See? I told you so. <laughs> right? Like but that's that's what people do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so like that that mindset person that comes in. I think is sometimes the hardest to teach, but it's the ones I enjoy teaching the most. There was a, a guy who um, he's on the the Barstool Golf podcast, and he's known as a as he used to be known as uh, Frankie Butterknives because on his wedges he would just thin every single wedge shot to oblivion. But the the big kicker was he'd just be like he was exactly like that. He's like, see, like I, I told, like I just can't hit these to save my life, and it got to the point where he would to save his to save his own integrity before he would hit a chip shot, he'd be like, I'm going to thin this. Just watch it. 
And then he'd either hit a good one, he'd be like, oh, that surprised me. Or he'd hit a bad one, he'd be like, see, I told you so. Right. And exactly. But and so um, he did this big, this, big, uh, this big push, and he's calling it Fixing Frankie, where he got, um, he actually got a, the, the golf, the golf, uh, what would you call them? Um, he's like a therapist, but a sports, psychi- uh, sports psychologist. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, his name is Dr. Brett McCabe. Mm-hmm. And he, he works with like Horschel and Rom and like some of these big name boys. And he took his handicap from like a like a ten five down to a four two, doing almost nothing right. with the swing, right. doing intentional practice and and just mindset work. And like, dude, he dropped he dropped six six strokes for off his handicap. Yeah, unreal. So it just it works. It works. It's uh, so there's a gentleman that I taught. Oh, is it, we're we're diving into it. Yeah, here we go. Um, <clears throat> this is not a slap at people who have, you know, you have the whole like doctor's mindset, right? Um, the big ego is, uh, <clears throat> he's at one of those high professions, lawyer, doctor, engineer, like, yeah, very like up there. I'm in control of my world. Right. Um, and he didn't want to take like, he had taken lessons from Hank, um, and he didn't want to take lessons from Hank because Hank was just going to tell him what he what he wanted. I was the easy pick, right? So I was, I was a softy at this time. Also I've been too, teaching for about six years. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think that that guy and Hank, the reason why he probably didn't want to take lessons from him is because they're both their personality types would have just butt heads the entire time. Oh yeah, time. Th- they did, and yeah. I, like it was it was funny, like Hank, like kind of let like kept the fight at bay but it's not like there are some moments where hank was just like i don't know what to tell I'm you just, bro yeah. i'm just gonna let him have it <laughs> you know like i don't care i don't care if he comes back or not like this is what he needs to do um so we're back to this is the person that thinks they know what they need to do and he's coming to you now <sighs> yeah he's coming to me now so i'm like great i got this guy he scares the crap out of me so like Remember when we had Ken on, Ken Alexandro, yeah. right, from yeah. Agape Tactical? Yep. Um, that's the golf experience you didn't know you needed? Ooh, I think I got that. If that is, I mean, we've got a library of over 200 episodes. Oh, no, I think, that's, that? I think that, I think that's that might cool, be it. Yeah. Um, but Ken, when you first meet him, has that same kind of, like, aura. But this guy, like, this guy was another, like... Well, here's the difference. It's with Ken, it is this aura of, of power... But also with humility, right? And with right. this guy, I'm sure it w- it was power and arrogance. Yeah. yeah. So with Ken, it's more like I revere him and his intentionality and how disciplined he is, how focused he is, which means I got to step up and be at those same levels when I'm teaching him, right? Uh, so, and that was super cool. But so this guy was like, yeah, you're right. All arrogance, high power. I need to fix this. I want to change this. I'm like, it's literally not even. Sorry, me and my having the mic in the wrong place. But I told him, no, I didn't tell him anything. He told me exactly what he wanted to work on. And I tried to fight him on it the whole time and try and, like, I could not get him anywhere. And, like, I'm getting more scared as the lesson goes on. Like, this guy's paying me $125 to, and he's just pushing back the whole time and so i was like all right i'm just gonna lean into the video like i'm gonna lean into the video it's like i don't want to see that i was like crap like 
I'm in trouble. Like, it's like this my is only the way wrong, out. <laughs> this is my only way out. Like, what? What do I do? And he's he's actually not hitting it that bad. Like, he's not as bad as he thinks he is. So like, we're he's he's also the guy that's down here. Like, he's got all the traits. He doesn't practice. He'll just go play. Right. So we've got that going. We've got the. Um, I don't think like. Like, I, I can't do that. Also known as, I'm not going to do that. I have all these opinions about what my own golf swing needs to be. I add all the stuff that you, like, I give him something to do, and he adds, well, okay, I didn't do this that time. I was like, that's not what we're working on. Like, what what am I going to do with this guy? At this point, I'm just letting him tell me what to do. And he's like, how was that? Mm, that was better. I'm just I'm lying through my teeth. Like like if I had to take a lie detector test, I I would fail it before they even got the sensor on me. Like nope, not at all the case. So the funny thing about this and I like scared of the guy, I don't want to teach him. How many years into teaching are you at this point too? 7. Okay. So I'm I'm in pretty deep. I've worked yeah. with guys that are arrogant and that, you know, are like have strong opinions and like I have tools to work around them. At that point, to you know, video is usually a great resource for them to see. Like, okay, um, so there's there's a lot of tools I developed to be able to work with people like this. I just didn't ever want to spend the time with this guy. And here's the best part: he wanted to come see me every week, twice a week. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. And I didn't want, like, I genuinely don't want to take his money. People are like, that's great money. Just take the money. I was like, I don't, don't want to help this guy. Like, because he has his own opinion. Now, the crazy part about this whole deal with this guy is uh, we actually started adding another teacher at that point. I almost passed him on to the other teacher. (laughs) I was trying to pass him on to him. Um, Because the other teacher we had was a young guy, and he would just tell him how it is. Zach Portamont, if Zach's listening, some of you will know who Zach is um, if you're in Alabama. But, like, Zach would just tell you, like, he would let him have it. So we thought about passing him on, but I didn't. Um, Anywho, what actually happened was even in the midst of, like, we started this podcast with the worst student ever. And I don't have any crazy stories of, like, you know, we got in a fist fight or any, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I just was cowering. Like it would have been comical to watch. Like Scott's not giving this golf lesson. Like this guy's giving the golf lesson. Scott's just standing there. Um, and so I didn't know what to do. And as I kind of reflected on it, I started going, you know what? So what if he's got all five of those things wrong? How do I, how do I impact him? How how do I shift? Because this is what leadership is, right? This is what ownership is. Um, Jocko Willink is, what can I do different to impact this guy? So then I started looking at his video on my phone because he's coming twice a week. I was like, all right. He's not getting any better, by the way, because we're not working on the right thing. I was like, all right. How do I look at what he wants to do change what he wants to change instead of fight him on it and somehow still fix the golf swing and somehow still accomplish what needs to be accomplished. 
normally what I can do is like take what they want and then like talk about these things and say like all of those, like this thing over here actually fixes this thing over there. He wasn't buying that. So I couldn't, that lie didn't work. So that route didn't work. Um, doing the video didn't work. Um, we had some technology that didn't work. 3d motion capture didn't work. Like couldn't use any of my tools. What I finally realized was he wanted to change that. And we weren't going to make any progress. And he wasn't going to listen to anything I said until I changed that. And what I realized was we changed that piece and then he hit it like crap. It was so great. He hit it awful. He's like, oh, that looks, he's like, can I see it now? So then he wants to see the video. Hits it like crap. Hits it like crap. Oh, great. That looks so much better. I was like, are, are we on the same planet here? You are trying to play golf, right? Like you aren't just going to, you're not just trying to play golf swing, right? Like. What is going on? Like, it was awful. However, I finally got his buy-in because I changed exactly what he wanted, and it was exactly the wrong thing. It was exactly a opposite of what he needed to do. That moment, so that same year, seven years in, Did that's he when come I started. Back to Earth? Did he come back to Earth then? He was like, oh, okay, we'll work on your he thing now. He never came that far down, but... Uh, basically what happened is he let me in the house and I just started rearranging stuff. Right? Like he invited... Oh, if you want to fix this. Oh, we need to do this if you need to fix this. Like right. So I finally <laughs> I fixed what he wanted in the backswing. I'll never forget the, the position he wanted in the backswing. He's like, I need to turn back more. You don't need to turn back more. You, I need to hit it further to turn back more. It's like, okay, we're going to turn you back more. And I want the club more in, in this position. So we got it there and he hit it like garbage. Now, here's the interesting piece. I actually didn't think about all this till I've been talking about it. It's kind of cool how you put connections together. That was the same time when I started teaching some very high-level junior golfers and college players and other golf swings. That's when all of my students' golf swings started looking different. That's when Austin Jean came out. Some of you know Austin. Uh, by the way, he has nine course records now. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Just keeps adding to the to the equation. Has got to more. witness that one. Yeah. Um, so that's when I started teaching him. Justin Wood set records at University of Montevallo. Um, Elaine Wood, I taught her during that time, and Elaine like had very heavy opinions about her golf swing. An incredible player without my help, right? But being learning how to tie into what they want, because. That's what they're gonna want. Like that's an like that's a mindset thing. Right. So right. when you tie into that, you start to do better, um, and you gain trust with them to be able to do the things you know you need to do. And so, I actually became a much better teacher. And it was like right after that period of time is when I started having all my students started to look different. Like I got a bunch of junior golfers that look different. Um, Brett Bachelor was a guy I was teaching at the time. He played at the University of Montevallo. Um, people at Shorter University, a kid at University of North Alabama, um, Thomas, incredible talent, but he was heavy opinionated like that. And so it's just funny. Like, I think that one moment is actually a turning point for me. I did not intend for this to go that direction, but I actually think if I oh look yeah. at the time frame of when that was, that was 2017. I'd been at Timberline for two and a half, three years. And so that's the shifting point. That was it. It's like, even if you're the worst possible student, I'm still going to try and help you. Because you showed up here for me to make you better. 
Now, the cool part is I got more tools, so I'll let you hit it like garbage from that position. I'll say, yeah, we also need to do this because now you got my trust because we fixed that. And I've taught longer, and my rates are higher. People also are more inclined to let go of some of their own opinions, but they still have them. You're going to pay me $175 to tell me what you need to do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you know, you just don't... I wouldn't do that to anybody, but that's our natural inclination. I think some of it's a... It's a comfort thing. It's a, I, I want to kind of get to know you. I want you to know me a little bit. Oh, it's a control thing too. I think when you, mm. you feel like you're giving, and it's not like a controlling Ooh. thing. Like you can be the least controlling person in the world and still could come off controlling like that because you right. want to feel like you have some sort of part in the outcome. And like what we talked about when, when I first started seeing you is you, you told me, and I've always done a really good job of this, but it, just really became apparent once you reiterated it it's like you will get exponentially better the moment that you just start surrendering to like the process and and to my teachings talking about you yeah like when you when you start to do that it's when the most improvement in your game starts and so it's interesting to hear all of these stories because like you're only hindering your own success by feeling like you have control over it like it's just it doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't work like that yeah you know it's funny like I'm getting to be, um, I'm learning how to shoot right now from Ken, which is cool. So I'm like totally beginner. Shoot a, a handgun. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not comfortable around him. I'm not, like, especially with two young kids at the house, like, I'm not going to have one at the house. Like, it's going to be a long time before I do, but I'm, I'm learning how to do this, right? But uh, having to surrender so much. Well, okay, yeah. we're you're ready. You're the student now. We're ready for this next piece. I'm not ready for the next piece. I don't know. I don't, I don't I, like, I feel all those same things that my students, like all those five things <laughs> want to yeah. come out, right? This is great because now you're like, I'm not ready for that. And he's like, just this next thing I'm going to teach you is going to fix the first. Thing. Right. Now, <laughs> I'm not, a, I'm not saying it out loud because like, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, crap. That's what all of my students feel like. Yeah, yeah. Shoot. I can't, you don't say anything. Like my yeah. dad kept commenting and saying things when we were there together because we were both learning. And just to see how can handled my dad is how i handle people like yeah. you know it's just kind of yeah. cool to see somebody you're witnessing it from the outside yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know getting to do do that and be it's a so student crazy because we we would think that that those two things don't have any parallels mm -hmm. but what you're really doing is you're you you yourself are not teaching golf you're teaching a thought process you're teaching a mindset you're teaching a not just a thought process but a process period and it's crazy now that you're getting to see somebody else teach a different process, how much you feel like, oh, I've got this down. And then you're like, oh, wait, like I just like, no. to surrender to yeah. the process, surrender to the teacher. Yeah. And the book mastery, um, we're going to start having it. It's five fundamentals up here labeled. But the first element of mastery is surrender. Like completely surrender yourself. If I asked you to turn around and swing it left-handed or, you know, with one arm and one foot up in the air behind your back, like do it because you're totally surrendering to that learning process. And that's really hard to do because it feels like you're letting go of control. Well, and here's the other thing too, and this is what I'm going to say to book in this whole thing is that when you do that, when you don't surrender, you are now using, and I, this might be too meta to use as an example, but you are using you, you think that you know everything. You're like, everything that I need is in this brain that I have right now. The moment you surrender is the moment, it's not the moment that you give up or give up control. It's the moment that you open your mind to more than what you can understand and know. 
And so like that is really, but I think a lot of people don't necessarily do it because of the arrogance, but they do it because of the, because they're, they're afraid, well, control, control and they're yeah. afraid of what's on the other side. Right, because they don't know what's on the other side. Exactly. And so your doctor, lawyer, whoever you were teaching there, right. they, they're a know-it-all in their profession, and they probably should be. They're probably really good at what they do. They better be. Yeah, they better be if he demands that kind of level of service. But if you're, he is not used to, he's used to knowing everything. He's not, he doesn't right. ever step outside of that box, which is probably why it was almost impossible to get him out of it. Yeah, th basically what I did by d changing exactly what he wanted is I was trusted enough to come into his brain space and be a voice. And actually, the voice that I used was his own voice, but I was just basically pulling the connections and wires together. You were using the... He uh, thought it was him. It's just like another... Like, I let it be him and not me. And so, you know, that was really cool. And, and I think at the end of the day, as teachers, even all these frustrating moments that we can vent about... See, I feel much better. Good, good, because we need to wrap this podcast up. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but is the thing about teaching is teachers don't actually change anything. We're facilitators of learning. We don't change anything. We're facilitators of learning. You're actually doing all the learning. We're showing you how to learn, and we're showing you how to change. But you do the changing. You know, like... Our job is to facilitate learning and no two people learn the same way. That guy that was a lawyer, he learns from a position of, I know everything. Well, how do I get into I know everything in order to get the fact that he doesn't know anything so that he'll do what I need him to do? Interesting, yeah. And so I think that's, that's always a challenge because every new person that comes in here, like I could have told that family that, you know, we're talking about shooting 100, I could have said, actually, that's really bad. Let's just, just be honest. But I don't have the trust and bandwidth yet with those people to be able to say that. I just need to show how fast I can actually change it and show you that I know what I'm talking about. It's really good. And yeah. so um, it's being able to read the room. And right after them was a new student in an eval who's never played the game before, and I just looked at him straight, and he's in high school. I said, this would be the hardest thing you ever learn how to do from a physical standpoint, period. And, but I could say that in that setting. It's just, it's just different. Like yeah. teaching is not, I'm an expert in motor learning, but I'm also have to be an expert in people. Mm, really good. And so, uh, I'm still learning, you know, uh, being married is a great way to learn all of that, <laughs> you know, like, cause nobody knows you as raw as you are than your spouse. So, um, anywho, with that said, make my job a little easier, please. <laughs> or or whoever you're going to learn anything from. Yeah. Make their job easier. It's going to be mm. better for both of you, and you'll find a much richer experience on the other side. 100%. And it's scary. Let's not get it wrong. It's yeah. it's scary, but the the growth that comes out, you're scared if you're I think this is great. A man is not afraid of anything other than afraid of his own potential. Right. And I I definitely paraphrase that. That's a very famous quote, but we're not afraid of anything. We're afraid of our own potential. And yeah. so the moment that you surrender to what you under to what you know now and and learn something new yeah. in any phase of life i think you're gonna come out a better person so yeah 
awesome awesome little podcast um remember please if you are listening on apple or spotify make sure to either leave us a rating if you're on apple and uh in a review or if you're on spotify make sure you follow the podcast and give it a thumbs up be greatly appreciated we got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe remember to follow scott on instagram at s golf um and there's a i mean just being able to be in the studio and record is so great um you guys might be able to tell a little bit of a difference in the audio now that it's quiet <laughs> yeah. and it's an insulated room and everything. You don't have so. these. I know, but we do need to be. Background. We do need to do one in the pub at some point this yeah. this winter, so we'll make yeah. sure to do that. But uh, from Scott and Jack inside the studio here at Franklin Bridge, we'll see you on the next one. Peace.